All right. So, um, Joe, who's doing that? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I've been addicted to it. I'm sorry. What, Big Fatty well, app? I, I use it yes! to communicate in the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you once again for joining us. <laughs> oh, God. And, and once again, I'm joined by a very, very talented group of LGBT podcasters coming back just from the Pride 48 Big Bash. Welcome back, guys, from Las Vegas. And in no particular order, in, well, actually, once again, in the particular order of my Skype window until they start talking, we have in the upper left-hand corner, Mr. Larry Queen. Hey. Hey, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. All right. New to the show, from uh, we have Mr. Romo from, what is it, PodCubs POV? Uh, yes. PodCubs POV. Well, tell, us, tell us a little bit about your show real quick, sir. Uh, hey, we have a live show here every Thursday night on Pride 48. Uh, we start about 8, p- 8 p.m. and we last till about 10. And we have a little hodgepodge about anything and everything that goes on in our daily lives or, or in, in, gay, in the gay world. All right. Very nice. And where can we find you? Uh, you can find us at www.podcups.net. All right. And uh, in the lower left-hand corner, Brother Sinatus joins us once again. Hello. Hello there, sir. And we also have from the, 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 the weary state, the Windy City. I, I think you're in the Windy City. I know you're, you're, you're definitely, uh, well, there's no joke there. It's Ramble Redhead. I don't live in the Windy City. I'm close to it, like 90 miles away. Hi, folks. <laughs> and just to let you know, I do a live show, too, on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So every, every, everybody listen. knows you, Ramble. <laughs> I know. And then of last course. but not least, the person that everybody loves, it's Joey from Cocktails and Cream Puffs. Hello, everybody. Everybody? Hey, Joey. It's so Good funny because I get emails like, did you, and, did you and Anthony get in a fight or something? I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I disagree with basically everything he says, but we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes life interesting. <laughs> and that's the whole point of life is to be people with other viewpoints so you can learn from them. And you, can't, you don't always have to agree to be friends with people. Always. Plus, I love getting you riled up. You're so much fun to get riled up. <laughs> Half the time I agree with you. I just love being the devil's advocate. Could you get? I know. I had a philosophy teacher like you, who I liked him so much. Although he fought with me constantly, I took him for three years because I had to take three levels of philosophy. And I realized by the third year that the argument that we were arguing, he argued the absolute opposite point three years ago. And I was like, "Oh, he's just trying to stimulate me." <laughs> he had a crush on you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Wrong stimulation. <laughs> All right, so um, Joe, who's doing that? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I've been addicted to it. I'm sorry. What, Big Fatty well, app? I, I use it yes! to communicate in the house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so so Joe, you wanted to talk about really quick about the gay suicide because that actually affected you 
personally. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because it's a year ago that on Pride 48, I know Anthony was part of it. I don't remember who else. I apologize. No, it was Donna Sugars that we did a video for the It Gets Better campaign, which was an outstanding campaign led by Dan Savage. I mean, hell, it won the podcast award, but let's not even go there. Um, it was an outstanding campaign, and it's about explaining to teens and explaining to everybody that that suicide's not the option and things will get better in life. And we had a really strange occurrence here in Western New York. Um, I live in Buffalo and one of our suburbs, a very large suburb, Williamsville, which is, I mean, it's, I work in Williamsville. It's 15 minutes away and I'm going to be going to a vigil for a, a young boy who I want to say, he, oh, that was me, a young boy who I want to say is 15 or was 15 or for forever will be 15. And he commits suicide. Now, there's a lot we don't know about it, like what was the method, what happened. But this was a boy who went through bullying all through junior high school, middle school. But also, and he thought he was gay. He had a real obsession with Lady Gaga um, and her message. And it seemed like things were getting better for him. Now, mind you, he, he may have been on, he may have been depressed too and other stuff that we're not fully aware of. But three days after he died or two days after he died, his parents were on the news and doing specials saying, look, I know our son just died, but we need to make sure his death meant something, and speaking out against all this. And they were very supportive parents. So the thing that I guess that I, I'm trying to point out here with Jamie was he was not the normal kid who didn't have family support. But something just got to him and just pushed him too far. And it's heartbreaking because this kid, I mean, Lady Gaga personally has dedicated concerts to him like last night. And and they're looking to now make a new anti-bullying bill in his name, which I have some reservations about because I think bullying happens no matter what. I just I, I wish people would realize that what you post online and what you say to people affects them greatly. And some people I don't want to say because this is, has a negative connotation, but are not strong enough to push through it. Now that sounds horrible, but I'm a, a cold stone bitch. So when people picked on me, I picked on them right back, and I pushed myself through it. Some people are more sensitive, and I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. I wish I had more emotion. But we have to be careful what we say to people. And I guess the message I would say, and I don't know what our demographic is, but when I went to my 10-year reunion, I had people come up to me and say, I am so sorry for the way I treated you. And I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. And I guess the point is, 10 years from now, everything that you do in junior high school and high school won't make a damn bit of difference. Just hold on tight and get through it. And 10 years from now, you may not even remember the bullshit, or you may, but it may make you a stronger person. So I guess what I'm saying is please go to any kid, get involved in these things, mentor kids, let them know it's okay. Let, you know, I can't stand the people who are the religious right who are, who are like, well, you can, it's wrong to pick on somebody because they're fat, but if they're gay, they're going to burn in hell, so you're really just trying to save them. Or even the religious rights who then get all uppity because they can't uh... – uh, we, we have a story later on in, in the show where they, they can't, you know, a kid, a kid got basically booted from the school because he was saying that homosexuality is wrong. So, and yeah, I, Joey, this is one of the few times I think we'll purpose, I mean, we'll agree on every point in this particular case. I think if the most important point that we need to get to these kids is that high school means nothing in the grander scheme of things. I mean, you're going to, I mean, college for me, was such a, re- a refreshing experience. You realize, you start discovering who you are. You start forming your life. You start forming your opinions. High school is just bullshit. 
See, so. high school was great for me because I made of it what I wanted to. I mean, I was fucking class president. You know what I mean? I made a, I, I stood up for myself and I and I showed them that fuck who cares if I'm gay or not, which I didn't even know at the time myself for sure. You know, it's just stand up for yourself. And and I guess my thing I want to say to any other podcaster who listens to this is there's a very small celebrity in podcasting, but there is you have a voice and you are able to touch so many people. Spread the message that we can't. We have to be diligent. We can't just do a campaign one year ago and hope that everything's better. We have to continue the diligence. If there's local colleges by these podcasts, get involved with their with their GLBT groups, with their GSAs. Give them flyers to your show. Let them know that even though they're in these organizations, that there are outlets. There's a whole Pride 48 network where there's people all around the country, all around the world who've gone through the same stuff. And maybe they can identify her. Maybe when you're a younger gay person and you hear somebody like Auntie Vera who looks back 30 years ago, but things haven't things have changed, but growing up gay is still similar. So reach out, please, podcasters, to those local organizations. And that's all I have to say. All right. Well done, sir. So that being said, does anybody else have any other comments before we move on to the rest of the news? Who else has an agenda? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. Let me, uh, uh, let me uh, see if I can add Donna Sugars real quick. Well, I know all the it, It's Get Better had. You know, that's just probably one more thing over the last year that's uh, had an effect on me. So, Well, I, well, I, I mean, the great thing about um, – it's not going to get better for you, Larry. I mean, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned this on my show on Thursday. Uh, is that um, you know, I understand that it gets better part of the whole camp of, of the whole thing, but uh, you know, with this kid, he reached out. He honestly made an attempt to reach out to you know administrators, you know, family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes you just need somebody to stand up for you. Yeah, but the thing and, is, is that in this case, the so, parents and the school were very supportive, though. They were completely supportive with him. That's what makes this case so strange, is it was completely out of the blue. The kid was making plans for the future, was designing stuff for the future, and it just, bam, it just happened. He had the support, so it just means that I think we need to dig a little deeper. Well, well I think one of the things, that at least I read, is... Um, there were a lot of nasty comments on his like website or a blog oh, or something. Horrifying, horrifying. Yeah, because ho- really people are nasty. Faceless on the internet. Yeah, and so that's why I'm saying also to like what you said, Joey, earlier about you have to be really careful about what you write because a lot of times you could write something really, you know, like as a joke. I mean, like that's another thing. Like with my friends and I, we always joke on Facebook and stuff, but a lot of times, unless you put that little LOL or little smirky smiley face you know the person could misinterpret it but with a lot of the things that were on his site were like mean nasty hateful oh you should be killed you should kill yourself he was talking about killing himself and they said why don't you just fucking do it faggot right you know very nasty stuff and so i just think that you know you i just wish and i hope and i heard that i don't know how far along it is but i heard there might be some criminal charges pressed against maybe these people they can find out who they were but is that right? But wait, is that right? Well, I would, you know, other kids. Is that right? Is that a line we want to cross in this country? And as much as I hate to say it, that we're going to rack away freedom of speech. I don't think that bullying should be a criminal misdemeanor or, fe- or, or felony offense because we're really making a fine line there. At well, what? I feel I need to interject there because there was a, an adult woman who teased uh, her, one of her daughter's friends and harassed her online. And that little girl wound up committing suicide. 
And that was an adult. And I remember that. I do remember it. But see, that to me is different. An adult, yes, you're, you're talking a different situation. But with teenagers in high school or junior high, where do you draw the line that you're for? You know, look, when you get on a plane, you make sure you keep your vocabulary really simple because you even accidentally say the, the word bomb. Like, oh, I'm playing Angry Birds. Oh, look, that bomb's going to explode. You're in fucking federal holding, okay? Yeah. At what point do we draw that line as a society? I don't think as a society we need to make laws every time something wrong happens. I think we need to have better parenting and just have better morals. I think uh, you can't always add a law every time something doesn't go the way we want it to. And I know that's probably contrary to what most people think, but we have anti we have hate crime laws on the book, okay? And if it's something that they really, really push somebody over to it, but there's a point where we have to know that words are just words, you know? And, I, and if it's an adult doing it to a kid, that's a different thing. But it's a kids to kids. I'm sorry. I, as much as I'm horrified by this, I can't see a 15-year-old being put away in jail or doing jail time because of what they said to another kid when in reality this kid's probably destroyed on the inside already. Do you know how many crimes are that are actually originally prosecuted as hate crimes are actually, once they're done with the whole case and everything, actually stand as a hate crime? Probably It's very a very few. small amount. A very small amount, less than a third. But here's the problem. That, but the, less than a third is not really a small amount. But here's the problem. Compared what, to the overall picture, very minuscule. I get that. But when you're determining what exactly determines a hate crime, there have been many occasions that I, one that I know of personally, where somebody was beat up and, and mugged, and the fact that they were gay was a part of it, but then they went after it because of hate crime because that person was gay. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm. I'm not anti the idea of hate crimes. Look, you look at somebody like uh, 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 that recently a Ku Klux Klan guy was put to death uh, because he dragged a black man to, on the back of his truck and dragged him across, you know, down the street and killed him. That's definitely a hate crime. Matthew Shepard, that's definitely a hate crime. Attacking a transsexual person more or less as a hate crime, but sometimes just because some, I don't want to be identified as just being gained. If anything ever bad happens to me, I get mugged, I get attacked. I don't want them to automatically say, the gay man, no, I'm a man who was mugged. Do you follow me? So there's a I understand, part of me- I understand that one, but you know, for, and again, different people and I, I, words don't hurt me. Well, let me. And some people, they do. And just because it, I physically didn't assault you with my hate, it did hurt. I so agree. It but does follow around. It falls around the same ground. Man up, sissy. When any of you were in high, when, when any of you were in junior high school or high school, had were any of you called faggot or told that you should die or should whatever? Were any of that ever said well, to any of you? Well, yeah. Oh, honey, yeah. over here. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, once at least. Right. And I went but to the whole dance. And... But do you think that was a hate crime? No, but I think this this is a because, perfect example, Joey, of the fact that even if you have the best laid plans and and the best you you have the best possible situation, sometimes kids just do are disturbed. I, I know, but I be aware of over over legislation is what I'm trying no, to say. No, and, and I because agree with you. Over- when a kid calls me a faggot, they turn to the next person called him fat and meant the same evilness because kids are like that at that age right it's a dog pile and everybody wants to be on the top of the dog pile okay joey i have been with you the entire time until you said that i am all 
darling, I am all for children sometimes are schmucks. Like, they're all a bunch of little shits. They're but little fuckers. Little it fuckers. all yeah. comes down to how they are raised. Like, you use the example that it, it comes down to parenting. Like, an example. Here in Riverside, this kid um, decided to run across the railroad tracks, and he got hit by a train. And the parents were up in arms like, oh, my God, the, the, the city needs to do something to protect these children. To protect the children. And, of course, me and my brother literally went to the city hall meeting for this, and we said, uh, first of all, you're a shitty parent because as a parent, it is your job, not the city's job, to raise your kid. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, that was a stupid, that was a stupid decision to have a kid – have your, your, let your kid run across the trailer track. Yeah. When, so. it comes to, when it comes to kids bullying, kids are bullies sometimes because they are not raised properly, honestly. Okay. But Donna, wait, wait. I've well, met you. I'm not a hateful person. Like, I don't sit around calling people names to be hateful. I didn't do it in high school, and I don't do it now. Wait, not, wait, wait a minute. None of you ever bullied? Because I let me tell you, I know damn well there were times that I look back that I bullied people just because there were people who were lower on the food chain than me, and then I might have said something mean or snarky or picked on somebody. And I don't believe that everybody in this room has not done that at least once. I haven't. I am a you never did that in junior high school. Or high. White boy. No. In high school or junior high, you never a, picked on anybody ever. No, I was no. the bottom of the barrel already. There was no one below me. I was president of the French and the chess club, honey. I was the bottom of the barrel. I don't get much lower. Madonna, <laughs> what about uh, skinny, twinkie guys and bisexuals? <laughs> Oh, okay. You know what, bro? Yeah, you know what? Okay, that, that, that's my kryptonite. I do hate twinks and... Uh, Bitch, I can break him over my knee. <laughs> All right. well, I was sitting next guys, to you, remember? With, with that being said, as I try to regain control of my show. <laughs> so, so uh, great discussion. This is, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to start this show, because I, I, I love this great discussion. However, we only have 30 minutes, or actually 40 minutes left to get through a bunch of news stories, so... Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, we have to, and I know, Joey, you got to leave at some point, too, so we have to move on here. But Did you guys already do the first news story? That's the best one. What? No, we haven't. What? No, who, who, we wants haven't. To, well, who wants to read it? Donna, you go, Donna. Go, I will go, totally Donna. read it. Uh, this, is, this is my favorite story of the week. Go. Online gamers have solved something that <laughs> girls was tough to solve. The hive mind of a group of video game enthusiasts have solved a question about the AIDS-related enzyme that has been long stumping. Uh, was it vir- virologist? Vira girl? Virologist. <laughs> Players yeah. in an online game called Foldit have, div- uh, have helped discover the structure of an enzyme that has the scientific community stumped for a decade, representing a significant step forward in attempts to cure retroviral diseases like AIDS. The enzyme, a mass cipher monkey virus, MPMV, retroviral pro-disease, protease, protease, ooh, girl... Uh, was actually modeled by Folded players in just three weeks and opens the door to development of an (laughs) anti-retroviral drugs. Foldit makes use of players' 3D puzzle-solving abilities and competitive nature to solve problems that computers alone have been unable to do. A report published by the University of Washington and crediting gamers as well as research says the discovery provides new insight for the development of 
anti-retroviral drugs. In, in a related story, uh, people using World of Warcraft have discovered the cure for herpes, mainly the fact that none of them ever have sex. Oh, <laughs> that's a shocking news, folks. <laughs> right. Who had sex this morning? Anybody? Oh, uh, depends on who. If it was with somebody else, now does my hand count? Just me, then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? If I had your hot ass boyfriend, I'd be having sex every morning too. <laughs> he adores you. Let me tell you. <laughs> we all adore you. So, yeah, that, 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 what I find funny is that actual gamers could actually come up with something that scientists couldn't, couldn't even uh, – it just this, – this astounds me. I'm thinking, man, if we could just get World of Warcraft to solve other problems, maybe <laughs> – well, okay, Actually, but it's, the point is that video gamers, it's not just online gamers, it's gamers in general. Like, everyone says, oh, well, you're lazy, you just sit there and play games. No, but gamers you know, are very intelligent. Yeah, it's yeah. very intelligent, but it's also a way of solving problems. People who enjoy these puzzle kind of games and are very good at it are, are capable of solving problems in ways that most people yes. can't comprehend. People who I'm play- on board eight level three of Angry Birds less than one week. And you know what? There's a lot of math there's a lot of math behind Angry Birds. You yeah. really no have shit. to understand uh, angles and all of that crap, which I don't Kinetics. why I suck at mm-hmm. that game. And, but I mean everyone has their levels and there's intelligence that comes along with gaming. So this has really helped gamers get a little bit of our pride back because girls they have just well, People have been shitting on us for a long time. Donna, this is the second story in about the past two weeks about gamers helping solve something in science. I mean, about two weeks ago, they screwed up or they disproved something in unified field theory, which is way out there, too. I mean, it's so uh, there must be something going on in their problem solving. Well, I I think that, you know, my 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 ex roommate, who was my my Long-time friend from college, he um, he he's you know still to this day a diehard World of Warcraft fan. And man, when he tries to explain some stuff for me in World of Warcraft, it just goes over my head because it's like it's okay now. I got a belt, and the belt has rings, and the rings go into the belt. But the different configurations of the rings, so you can swap the belt. I'm just like, I just want to blow up monsters. So, so, Which literally, I was playing WoW right when you called me. So, oh, I mean, wow. it's it's it, you know, even going back to Dungeons and Dragons, I I could totally see how playing these games really give you an extra level of you know um, intelligence that you don't get from. And- something that is lacking in our children nowadays. Oh, it's lacking in the schools. And the reason why it's lacking in the schools is because you take children out of the creative learning environment when they're young, and then you put them into something that is structured, that kills their creativity, kills the organic learning curve, and then forces them into this learning structure that just stifles them. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, – let's go into the next story. I'm going to try and add little Aussie uh, – get Scotty Aussie gay. Uh, so I, I, Easy for you to say. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll, read the, I'll read the next one if you don't mind. Thank you, sir. Okay, the next one is U.S. military gay ban ends today. Hello. That was and what September, day was that? September 20th. So. Was, that, was yeah. that Monday? Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday. Oh. It was this and, one. Uh, it was Monday. Oh, well. 
Thus let me this week in gay. <laughs> and yes. let me read the article. It says, The ban on openly gay and lesbian U.S. troops ends today after nearly two decades. The law known as Don't Ask, Don't Tell allows gays and lesbians to serve in the military if they are kept their sexual orientation a secret. It was passed in 1993 during Bill Clinton's presidency and was seen as a compromise on the issue. But tens of thousands of troops were still fired after outing themselves or being exposed by a third party. Congress voted last year to repeal the law, and a lengthy repeal process was put in place. Military chiefs had certified that the military readiness will not be harmed by the change, and the majority of the troops have undergone training to help them adjust. The change does not affect... Uh, just just affects servicing troops. The, 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 the those discharged under the law may now re-enlist, while military recruiters can now begin processing recent applications from openly gay men and women. All pending investigation discharges against gay troops will be halted. And a straightforward statement sent to the troops today: the army said the law is repealed. From this day forward, gay and lesbian soldiers may serve in our army with dignity and respect they deserve. So, do you and, guys? You guys obviously saw the video that uh, the guy calling his father, right? Yes. Oh, and he was sexy. I know. I'm like, holy <laughs> crap! <laughs> if I knew that there were going to be this type of guys in the military, I would have been joined up. <laughs> like, but, oh my but god! But talked. Was any anyone surprised he was a homo, honey? Mm. Oh, he was a. He's <laughs> fine. If he needs any military comfort. <laughs> I'm more than willing. Well, to when help. I was in the Navy, uh, the, I actually did run into quite a few. That it wasn't until like later on that I realized, and I didn't realize at the time because I was such self-hating and still in the closet that I actually got hit on quite a lot. I just didn't process it until much later. Yeah, this this I mean the the, the video itself was you know heart wrenching to begin with, but uh, but man I'm like oh my god look at his arms <laughs> this is a military go military Ooh. Ooh, if you need well any- I have to say I was in the Air Force <laughs> Reserve for 21 and a half years and I have to say that I knew plenty of them and uh, so I mean it's 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 they're everywhere like everything and I think that I'm so proud as a former military member that this finally is ended um, and if you if any of you want to read a very amazing book, it's called Conduct Unbecoming by Randy Schultz. Amazing book regarding the gays and the military and what had happened and the horrible, horrible things that happened to people. So it really is an amazing book, and it's a wonderful thing that this bullshit is finally over and that our gay and lesbian uh, members can actually serve and serve proudly. And, and hopefully we can show how – and like all the linguists, like I had several of the linguists on my show over the years, and they're very smart, very talented, very well-educated people – that now are going to be able to serve just like they want, like Lieutenant Dan Choi and all the others. So, I mean, this is a very, very happy day. And I'm so, so glad. So you, you were both you and Larry were both in the military. Yep. Mm-hmm. When, so, I was, so what was, so let me ask you this. Did you have sex while you were in the military? <clears throat> uh-uh. <laughs> Wait, does blowing a sailor count? <laughs> what's the code word? I want to know what's that service. Well, I mean, I- um, if somebody is in uniform, as I understood it back then, that we were referred to as brown buttons. I know, but how did you engage? I mean, how did you? Well, the thing is that when I was uh, up until this last Monday, I was still in the closet. But on board ship, I just happened to run into a guy and. We got to talking, and he mentioned, you know, that his wife had slept with another woman. He was talking about cool, and and then we got to talking. Eventually, he met. Does it? It's I forget exactly how the conversation went, but then 
I got around to mentioning that I was gay. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, and then it's like almost like he wanted to carry on conversations. Like, well, do you want to, why don't we go someplace and talk about this? And it's like, oh, okay, great. And so we went someplace to go talk about it and there wasn't any talking. (laughs) (laughs) And we had a a couple of other conversations, but then I was kind of weirded out because, you know, he had the wife, but Mm. she was kind of doing her own thing too, but they had kids and I was like, eh. But man, he was, Anyways, so <laughs> so Tom, did you have relationships like that are like I tend to prone to keep because hey, there's there's no drama. If everybody keeps their own, I'm I'm happy. He's happy. She's happy. Everybody be happy. I'm the wrong person here. I'm so anti that whole. No, I'm so, you're so no 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 no. What I'm anti is I don't care. I I just I have a problem with gay people who are like. And none, none of you in the room. But when they're like, oh, I fooled around with this guy and he I, he has a wife and kids. but And then they're like, well, I'm not the one cheating. He's the one cheating. You know? Well, God, like I, I said. That makes you, I, no, you're no, the no. Mistress. I'm just making the statement that I hate that because I'm sorry, guys. What goes around comes around. Yeah. And, and someday that karma is going to catch up with you. And especially now that gay marriage exists. You know, it's one of those things that I guess, well, I'm sorry, I'm from New York, so in New York, gay marriage exists, so I think it makes everybody's marriage mean a lot more, because it's another step. You're ruining half of my porn collection here. <laughs> well, I would just like okay, to say porn that is a whole other Porn is a whole other ballgame. Yeah. He had stated that first, that his wife was doing that, and he was cool, because apparently that's something that they did, but two, the point that they they did have kids, that honestly did kind of bother me. Which Unless the wife gave I you stopped. a permission slip or she was there, I do not approve. Yeah. Well, let's not judge. Well, I mean, we're not here to judge. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm, no, no. I'm not judging Larry. I'm judging this because I probably would have done that years ago, but I'm just saying, <laughs> as I've gotten older, I'm telling you that that's something that, like, you know, I think... Yeah. I, you're, 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 you're like me, Joe, where you're starting to get a little bit more, um, especially when you settle down, you start getting a little well, more... Um, in this country... God, he was so huge. In this country, we're we're fighting for something that we want this equal thing. That means, though, that if we want it and it's that important to us, I think we need to respect everybody who has it. I need to respect what it stands for. But, that's what I'm saying. All right. Well, that's 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 another discussion for another time because I could go on a whole whole tangent of how I don't respect it. But I actually want to get to this story because I it's put your boyfriend on. <laughs> Where I'll, Put him on. Oh, no. he won't come on. I tried <laughs> numerous times. <laughs> but, Honk. But, um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, T- uh, Tasmanian Parliament backs gay marriage. The Tasmanian Parliament House of Assembly has backed gay marriage, putting pressure on the federal labor government to follow suit. This is the first time a house in Australia Parliament has voted in favor of marriage equality. Tasmania only voted on leg voted to legalize homosexuality in 1997. Tasmanian Greens leader Nick McKim said labor and the Greens have come together in advance in, to advance this cause in, in another vindication of the outcomes achieving from collaboration in a power-sharing parliament. In a time, it is time for this debate to now move from Tasmania to the national stage. It's time for the federal government to change our nation's laws and provide for marriage equality for Australians, regardless of their gender, regardless or sexuality. Uh, and then the guy from the Warner Brothers uh, cartoon was uh, asked for a quote, to which he responded, Sorry, don't want I was looking for that. I didn't want to laugh, but I'm going to... 
<laughs> sorry, I was, I was waiting to do that joke all week, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so next, uh, I wasn't gonna laugh, but I had to for a brief second. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was, I was, I saw that, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to do that on uh, the show this week. So, all right, say so, out. Know, that's great for our, uh, okay. our, our Australian friends. And in hindsight, I should have done them more with an Australian accent if I knew how to do an Australian accent. Moving on to the next story. Uh, who wants to read it? I'll take one. Yes, please. Uh, poll. Uh, young people see online anti-gay or racist services. Just joking. Uh, a poll suggests that most U.S. young people are not offended by online anti-gay, racist, or sexist slurs. According to an Associated Press MTV uh, survey, most young people think it's just joking around when their friends use the words like fag, fag or slut. 51% of those polled say that they see the slurs on Facebook or MySpace, but most, 57%, say these are due to people trying to be funny. Um, only around half – that number believe people who use slurs hold hateful views. Uh, just a third of young people saw uh, words like fag and slut as seriously offensive. Of those who are gay or have gay friends, 30% say I find the word fag offensive online, whereas just 23% of others did. Uh, more young people, 44%, say they would be very or extremely offended if they saw someone use the word nigger online, but 35% said they would be too bothered, and 25% say they wouldn't be bothered at all. However, 60% of African-American young people said they would be offended if they saw the word directed at someone else. Uh, other other popular jobs included slut, retarded, and fat. The, the poll that found 54% of young people see, that, see the use of the words in their own social circles as acceptable because I know we don't mean it. Uh, but when asked in question of why the context, most said such language was always wrong. The poll surveyed 1,355 people ages 14 to 24 nationwide. That one speaks loud with me because I, I fit in multiple categories in that survey. Uh, being You're African-American. Fat, fat, gay, gay slut? And, uh, well, the, oh, and, and add in the N-word as well. So that's all of them. <laughs> so, yes, I, I fit all of them. And, I, you know, with friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Use the words, I don't care, because I know that I, I know what you mean. But I don't advise you to use them outside of me, because nobody else knows exactly what you mean. Do you know out of everything that you said, the N-word actually gave me little chills when you said that? Everything else, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, he went there. Isn't that sad? I mean, that I'm Well, thank goodness he read it, because I couldn't have said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, me no, neither. No, but I think, I think it's sad. it rolls though. off my tongue, but every, that, I, I won't even say that <laughs> But word. that's the point, is it's just a motherfucking word, and the fact that, that mean, it, it, it made that much of an effect on me, I was like, oh, girl. Words only have power if you let them have power. So, and, and I believe that, too. I'm with you, girl. And, and none of those words offend me, except for if I know that you're being derogatory, if, if you're talking to me and... You say something that says you N-word, and I – again, I'm not a violent person. I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's taking off his eyelashes and his weave. <laughs> you go, girl. Okay. The nails well, on, the rings turn backwards, and, you know, we're going to scrap right there. I have was... seen drag queens flick no, those nails girl. off, and it's scary. Uh, uh, you don't leave the nails you, you leave make the sure rings you exactly where they were because those are how you cut a bitch. Scrape that right across your face. You turn, them, you turn them to the back. You turn them to the backhand side. That way, you, when you slap somebody, they still feel it. 
And then Ouch. when you ready to start throwing blows, you turn them back to the other side. <laughs> I, I would like to advise all of our listeners who listen to this week again that violence is never the answer. Especially when it's going to come from a drag queen. Yes, but if it is ever the answer, I pick Donna Sugars for my number one pick for my team. <laughs> <laughs> Put a stiletto in your throat, honey. Don't mess with me. Mm, that's okay. We'll choose a graded surface, and the heels will go right through. So, anyways, <laughs> moving on to the next story. You guys, no, wait, 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 you guys are a great crew this week. I just want wait, to wait, say, wait. Yeah, you guys are really great this week. Thank you so much for joining. So, I just want to add to this last story, if I could, real quick. Because I always read the comments to the story, and, and I thought this one was kind of interesting because, A, it regards to the words, and also it regards to gaming, which Donna will appreciate, and Larry. But one it says is this person by the name of Kyle, and he says, on the PS3 online, the U.S. gamers are the worst. Every other word is fag. Every time they lose, they call the winners fags. Every time yeah. they win, they call the losers fags. Everyone is a fag to U.S. gamers. I never know what to say. At first, I pretend to be straight and ignore it. Then I try being nice and just talking to them and trying to get them not to say the word because I hate it. Now I just argue with them and get banned from talking on my headset every other week. They use the word fag as an insult. They are not only joking, they use it to put others down. And it works. It makes me feel like shit to the point where I have to mute everyone from hearing their voices, which is rubbish. This makes me hate being gay. So I just think in some ways that, you know, you, people say it's just a word, but for others it does hit home more. And, you know, and I know that I think all of us at some point on our shows have said, like, oh, that's a slut or retarded or or fat or, you know, because there's always been comments about people that are overweight, which I think is just as wrong as someone using the N-word, someone saying retarded. Like on my live show on Vegas, I made the comment, I used the word retarded. And I said right after it, I said, oh, I'm sure I'm going to get crap for using that word, and I apologize. But, but I'm just saying that sometimes it just rolls off the tongue, but sometimes it's meant, you know, to be nasty, and sometimes it's just, you know, just a word, and I think that people need to be careful of what they do say. So. If, if we had more time, I would love to get into discussion about the R word, and whether or not that's, the, I think, the last oh. word that... <laughs> Rectum? Yeah, yeah, yeah hold on. No. <laughs> Redhead? Redneck. <laughs> no. Did you know redheads don't have souls? Rigmarole? <laughs> Hey, and nobody the wants their sperm either. Hey, by the way, the chat room, the chat room oh. says, Joey, your boyfriend is adorable and you're a very lucky guy from Gary and a- a- D- ABQ. Oh, I always I think it's, I always think it's so sweet when people sweet. are like, hi, Quasi, where's your hot boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the same thing. They're like, when people uh, people see us, it's like, ooh, your boyfriend's hot. <laughs> Donna grabbed liver? my arm. I would feel bruise. offended because what, what, what do you think about me? <laughs> yeah, my top liver here? Hello. Donna grabbed my arm, left a bruise on it, and said, oh, girl, is that your boyfriend? Oh, oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, but uh, he didn't get into the fact that I was so drunk I was calling you Jeffrey a couple of times. I'm like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't hate me. Oh, I didn't care. <laughs> So the next story. (laughs) Next story, please. Next story. uh, Ryan Idle convicted of attempted murder. I know. Yeah. The former gay porn star uh, Ryan Idle, real name Mark Donis, has been found guilty of attempting to murder his girlfriend. Uh. Donis, 45, was accused of using a toilet tank lid to batter his ex-girlfriend in the head in an attack (laughs) at the woman's home on September 5th, 2009. The adult film star, who identifies as bisexual, though he performed in gay porn, and Mm -hmm. the woman had broken up before the incident. Yeah. During the trial, Donna's testified that he thought his ex-girlfriend had a knife when they were in the bathroom where she was taking a bath. 
And then he. <laughs> I don't want to know. Where she, I don't want to know where she kept it. He it's said he hit the women in self-defense. Jurors, however, did not buy his argument. And so, you know, after retiring from porn, Idol tried his hand at acting and appeared in the Broadway, blah, blah, blah. Wait, what Broadway show? Uh, it was the acting and Broadway revival of The Ritz. And he also did really? a show called Making Porn. I actually saw that in New York back yeah, in the, the 90s. The Ritz takes place in a bathhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, perfect. I actually knew somebody who actually got to meet him, and they said once they met him, he was he was like came into a restaurant and like was waiting for somebody, so they invited him to sit down and at their table. He said once once they met him, it shattered all their illusions of what because they always, they had this high regard for him. And then they met him, and it was like oh, he's really stupid. And I also think he fell out of like a uh, hotel window doing drugs or something, like bashed his head. So and it's that yeah, that was that was Donna and I slid right down. The size of the luxury. <laughs> I it was Ricky that did. And I, climbed, I got right back up the elevator and did it again. That was fun. So. He, jumped, he, jumped, he jumped. Don and I bought an eight ball. Yeah. Ooh. Ryan Idol is the one that kind of took the, you know, after, ooh, was it Jeff Stryker kind of went out of the picture? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Idol was like the next big hot guy. And then after that, I believe was Ken Riker. Wow. Yeah, I think it was Ken Riker. I remember he he only did like a couple of porn though. He wasn't. Um, and now I gotta go look it up here. Ken, um, yeah, I think he's only he he only did a uh, like. No, a Ken handful. Riker did a lot of porn, but Ryan Idol did, and a lot of time he had uh, Dick Standins for him too, because he was he wasn't. Um, oh really? He wasn't humong- Yeah, he was. Hum- he wasn't humongously <sighs> big, but he had a couple of uh, you know people. Honk. Yeah, he had a lot of people that would be a, you know, a, a, a stunt dick for him. I'm sending a picture of mine right now. No, I'm kidding. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one military one he did was very good. In fact, yeah, the... he, he signed a poster to me and my ex at the time when I met him in New York, and I was like, he was nice. So, yeah, there was, was, that, was that awkward when you're like, hi, can you send this to me and my ex? Yeah, the... well, it's, you know, but he did I'm a poster kidding. and I bought a DVD and whatever and it was it's it's delightful. <laughs> yeah, there was he only did about eight films and the one that I remember was I think Score Ten because it was like a college film and it was like I think the last Bear Barrack one he did. Um and after that it was uh he only did a couple films that were gay and whatnot. He probably did a couple of bisexual films, I think. But um but yeah, so uh <laughs> I just This I, is why I don't like bi people, because they're killers and murderers. Well I think it's funny because it's like, <laughs> it's like what, what transpired here to Donna and big silly homo dot com. What, okay, what, what transpired here in the bathroom? Did he feel like he was she was sneaking up on him, so he grabbed her hair and put her down near the toilet and started bashing her in with the toilet seat? I I mean Realistically, no, it was the, it was the, it was the toilet tank lid. Oh, he, oh he the heavy that porcelain up. piece. She was in. She was the one. She was at the at her home taking a bath. But I mean, come on. Realistically, if she's taking a bath, just drown the bitch. She's she had it coming. coming. She had it coming. There's, yeah, there's something, there's something more to this story here. I don't, I'm you not know, sure what. But I'm sure there were drugs involved. I mean, porn actors aren't exactly like, hey, dear, let's get a spot of tea. <laughs> the girlfriend, she was going to take a shower, and she wanted to make sure that if anybody came in there on her, she was prepared. And I don't think he was there when she first got in the tub. So <laughs> he walked into that one. You should have said, "Honey, I'm home." Not hey, just was, walk your ass in the bathroom on me while I'm trying to trying to take a shower, and I'm not in, knowing you're in my house. Maybe he was masturbating. She walked in, and he's really shy. 
Don't look. <laughs> or maybe she was. Don't her. look at me and hit her with the thing. That's. I've only maybe. used dick stunt doubles. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. <laughs> or maybe she was having her cow. My dick is cow gun. Warm. Stop. Maybe she was having her cow gun moment and she went crazy trying to cut him up. <laughs> but where was the knife hidden? If she was in the bath, what is it hidden up her snatch? No, she's got one of those loofah sponge. You hit the little thing and ching, it pops right at the end. <laughs> You know this yeah. week's show, we're never going to get through all the news. I know. Move no, <laughs> the show forward. All right, well, I have to leave because I have to go to a vigil for that poor young lad who decided to take his life. But um, Thank you, yeah. Joey. Thank you. Your show. But I, I'm going to plug two things. Number one, Cocktails mm-hmm. and Cream Puffs. Check out CocktailsandCreamPuffs.com. And number two, I really think for the podcast awards, if yep. you guys are for it or against it, I don't care. <laughs> Plug this show for news and, and politics. I agree, yes. Just because none of us are giving up our votes for GLBT. So plug the show <laughs> right? for news or politics. Come on, that'd be great to see a gay show up there for the news, okay? Wait, would, yes. I, I, what, what, what is this what? podcast awards I keep hearing about? I don't understand. Yeah. What is this? Podcast Donna, honey, what it is, it's, it's, it's a people's Blueberry. choice thing, and it's really all done by votes. And it's podcastawards.com. You can only nominate once and go there and check it out. And when you get to GLBT, you can always put my show or Rambles or my show. Or, um, <laughs> or, or, or anybody's. It doesn't matter. But check it out. I'll talk to you about it later. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 Thank you. But whatever you do, people, if you're going to vote for the GLBT category, please choose a GLBT category. And then for the mature category, pick someone like Dan Savage, because I don't believe that his show is technically a GLBT one. It may be a part of it. I concur. I concur. But I think that what it should be is... Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. The only thing I will say is that he was about the only one that has ever been able to knock out that other podcast. Yes. Yes, I know. What other podcast? Uh, the one we really? don't speak the name of. <laughs> yes, we don't talk about that one. Because they get the number, the number three podcast in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, moving on. <laughs> so the video. So the video. Someone text me what we're talking about. I'm I will. So I, will. I don't know because I don't know which one is. I, I only believe my, I, there's only one number one podcast for me, and um, I'm not going to say it. Okay, gotcha. Right, it's to say that it's got a gay pimp or two on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, it's it's in the chat. Yeah, it's in the chat. So let's watch our video oh. video of the week here. So Oh, I didn't see the thing. No, go ahead and play it. So if you guys will turn your web browsers to this YouTube video and let me know when you are ready. Which oh, one? Okay. Crazy um, Eyes and Palin Teach History. Oh Lord. I, I just found this. This is a lovely letters. one. It's great. So if, if each of you guys will uh, turn your URLs to to this, uh, I also, also post this in the chat room. Let me know when you're ready. So what? There's the uh, crazy eyes and Palin. Uh, Palin, okay. Go here and here right. and okay. I'm ready when everyone else is ready. Okay, okay count down. Three, two, one, play. Oh, hi, America. It's me, your favorite grizzly mama, along with my patriot friend, Michelle Bachman, filling in for that usual freedom-hating cartoonist. We're here to show you all about history and science and stuff to make things more, um, more, um... You know, fair and balanced. It all started back when our founder, Paul Revere, invented the light bulb while telling the British, the Bible saith, thou shalt have guns. And, and, and Paul Revere's brother, John Quincy Adams, was busy freeing the slaves, traditionally married slaves. Which allowed them to start small businesses, thanks to tax cuts and deregulating. All thanks to the founding fathers and that true American hero, John Wayne Bobbitt. 
It's right there in the Constitution that all men are full of life, liberty, and the pursuit of in God we trust. A God who has to make it the global warming or cooling in seven days. Oh, oh, and, and, and in Mythicus 4.18, and I'm quoting here, Though I walk through the valley of darkness, I will drill here, there, and everywhere. But the lamestream media doesn't want you to know that. Now go buy my books. And vote for me. Or me. Or me. If I ever decide to do that candidate presidentially thing. Okay now, bye-bye. Okay now, bye-bye. <laughs> I thought you guys would appreciate that. <laughs> that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's the second stupidest thing I've seen, short of the actual people that referenced in that video. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, all right. So moving on to the next story, uh, who wants to take the uh, okay. what? Why don't I'll go ahead and do it? Please do. Okay. Um, a gay soldier who submitted a question to Republic, uh, Republican presidential debate was booed by the audience. Stephen Hill, who is currently stationed in Iraq, used a video link to ask candidates at the Fox News Google debate in Orlando where they would reinstate the ban on openly gay soldiers. Hill, who said he previously had to lie about himself to keep his job, asked the candidates, under one of your uh, presidencies, do you intend to circumvent the process that has made uh, for gays and lesbian soldiers in the military? Uh, as the video finished, he was booed and heckled by the audience members. Candidates did not condemn the crowd's behavior. Um, when I first read that, I was reminded about when I was young and growing up in the 60s, we kind of were anti-Vietnam uh, and stuff. And we did a lot of stupid things like spitting on soldiers as they were coming home. I really think the Republicans were doing a lot of spitting that night. Well, I think it's just absolutely hilarious how the Republicans and the whole uh, conservative side are like, oh, we're for the troops. We're for troops going to war. Oh, you're gay. Fuck you. <laughs> I exactly. Mean, yeah. It, it's it's absolutely disgraceful. One, that the crowd – first of all, the whole thing staged to begin with. I hate these, these Republican uh, debates are so American Idol that it's ridiculous. It is a mockery of our system and our ability to elect people. Everyone in the rest of the world must be laughing at how stupid we look that we have these people coming out as like, oh, introducing a new candidate up for American Idol, blah, blah, blah. It, it just it, – it's disgraceful. And the fact that we have the audience even commenting and making stuff like that and – and then the, the candidates don't say anything about it. It's just absolutely disgraceful. If if if, it, if the world was run by me, we wouldn't be having these things on TV. You would have to go to the websites, read what these candidates are about, and that would be it. And it's just absolutely. I mean, this was this is just absolutely disgusting that people are like well, this on the conservative now, side. The ultimate way of doing it is the way that England does it, and you don't have years and years and years to to get out there and try and win the votes early. No, you only have a set amount of time from when you're allowed to start campaigning to when you're to when the election is. Right. And it's a very short amount of time. Right. Yeah. This whole two years campaigning before BS is, is ridiculous. It's like Obama shouldn't be starting this early. None of these guys should be starting this early. And we shouldn't be have anything sponsored by the news organizations to make it look like a, a television reality show. I mean, this is bullshit. Any other thoughts? 
Well, it's it's just another example of how disgraceful. It's just another example how disgraceful the Americans can be when it comes to right wing Republicans booing. The fact that you're booing a soldier for any reason isn't that against like one of your major things? Is like let's go to war. Here's someone who is dying for you, and I guarantee none of the assholes that were booing ever served their country. But no, they're the first ones to boo and talk shit. And uh, when it comes down to it, a soldier, whether they're gay or straight, is doing a service to this country that, you know what, whether I agree with the war or not, I respect those people for what they're doing. Right. And, they're getting and that paid. respect is lacking. And they're also getting paid very poorly, especially the lower ranks. And the other key thing is that if, let's say, God forbid, that one of these gay soldiers were killed, you know, the partners at home, you know, a lot of times they don't even get told. They have to hear from the family. And then if it is a funeral, you know, they're not getting the flag. They're not getting any benefits. They're not getting anything. So, I, you know, as a former military person, I have to say that, you know, that we need to hold those people accountable and uh, we need to make sure that we all get treated fairly. And that's, I totally agree with what you just said, Donna. It's just appalling because these people, they like before, you know, if they would have had the military person and he would have asked any other question other than the gay issue, they'd have been applauding him and cheering him and all the candidates would have been going on and on. Oh, we're thank you for your service for your country. But the minute it's a gay one, oh, boo, get out of here. So, yeah. you know, fuck those idiots. And I mean, another thing is the second part of this story is that Rick Santorum, our dear friend, got up there and accused the military of trying to do social engineering by repealing the uh, don't ask, don't tell. But in my point is, don't ask, don't tell was social engineering in itself. It just happened to be Rick's approved social engineering. Where the other what what they're doing now is my, and I got some news for him. In a democracy, the majority rules, and the majority are moving towards the social engineering on uh, the, the opposition the, side. The now. only engineering Rick Santorum should be concerned about is Google's engineering when you Google his name. Well, yes. <laughs> Which well, is also, fabulous, by the way. Yes. I fully approve of. And I Google- also think that uh, I just noticed this today the uh, – the retirement fund or the what he gets per year for being a retired senator, I think we need to balance the budget by taking that away from him. Oh, I, I, I well, he gets about one hundred eighty-four thousand dollars a year for being an ex-senator. Yeah, that. Uh, well, that's another discussion for another time. We're running short on time, so oh, yeah. let's uh, uh, let's get to the oh. last story here real quick. Uh, somebody wants who, who wants to read this. Anyone? Anyone? Which one? What, what's the uh, last one? <laughs> Fort Worth student. It's a video. Oh, okay, so t- let me let me summarize this real quick. There is a student in Fort Worth who basically was suspended for in his class saying that um, somebody I, homosexuality is wrong, and his mom's basically uh, defending him. They got a First Amendment lawyer and whatnot, and uh, you could go look, watch this on uh, um, obviously YouTube, and it comes from Joe My God's blog. But um, the funny thing I found at this video is that. It's funny how they say, well, the First Amendment right uh, doesn't stop for the kids once they enter the school. But yet when it's a gay issue and we're not allowed to say gay, such as in Kentucky, oh, we have to protect the students from First Amendment right. I mean, it's, it, I, I love the hypocrisy on this issue where the ones that are Christian, we're well, not really the Christian, but the conservative ones and the ones that are you know, anti-gay have the you know, so-called right 
to promote basically what they think. But when a gay person wants to actually have a, a discussion about that, oh, that shouldn't be in our school. Our kids shouldn't have to be dealing with that. Well, okay, but the question is... It, it doesn't exist, so I guess the, they're... <laughs> okay, the big question is when it comes to them talking about their First Amendment rights and all that shit, did he bring up religious... Did he bring up religious points when he said homosexuality was was wrong in school? Yeah, I, be- I believe I believe he did. That, that is was what's wrong. The- <laughs> you can say homosexuality is wrong as much as you want. You can say because of my religious beliefs, I don't think it's right. You're okay when you get there. When you start quoting religious teachings in a public school, in a public school setting, while school is in session, no. That's when you get knocked down. That's when it's like, no, we are in a public school paid for by public dollars. Religion and talks of religion have nothing to do with your education. Right. If you want to be educated on Christian values, go to a Christian school. Not paid for by the state, by the way. All right, now I gotta now I gotta listen to it to see what exactly what his quote was. Hold on one second. Because I, I believe in if there's going to be a separation of church and state, damn it, separate the church and the state. The pro- well, that's the problem. Because I, and if there is, I don't want to hear anything about church or anything. While I, you know. If, if our politicians are talking about their, their religious blah, 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 their religious convictions telling me I can't vote this way, well, no, you got to take your religious out of it because th- th- you have to separate that between your, you and your job and your, your religion. Right, There's right. a difference between religious beliefs and morals, and the problem is, is that most right-wingers and most people like this will – Try and use them as the same thing, saying, oh, no, well, those are my religious morals. No, those are two very separate things. I Your religious beliefs – I just checked Sorry. the video. He said that I'm a Christian. I believe homosexuality is wrong. So, Okay, that is completely fine. But if he started, which it happened to me in high school, when someone pulls out the Bible and starts quoting shit in a classroom, that's what's wrong. I mean you have a tax-exempt status as a religion to practice your religion – Without the government interfering. So you have no right in a public school, in a public setting, in, a, in any type of government dealings to express your religious views to me. And with that being said, we have to wrap up this show because we're short on time and we, I don't want to go over the Gay Country West's show. So that being said, let me go over a wonderful panel, guys. Wonderful show this week. Great job. Um, and let's go around the corner and uh, – or not around the corner. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that a hook on the corner? <laughs> uh, actually, let's go around the table here and just get a quick plug for everybody. So uh, in mm-hmm. the top left-hand corner – oh, gosh, darn you. People keep moving on my Skype window. Uh, Ramble Redhead, tell me about your show. Okay, everybody can check out my show. It's part personal journal and interview show at RambleRedhead.com. Mr. Larry Queen, if you would please. Yeah. This is Larry Queen, also known as Q Sledge. You can find me on Twitter and AudioBoo and the Brain Hammer Cast, which will be up again shortly. All right. Brother Sinatus, if you would. Follow me on Twitter and Brother, Brother Sinatus, and I got AudioBoos too. Uh, Donna Sugars, tell us about your show, please. Well, you can find me, my uh, podcast, Big Silly Homo, at BigSillyHomo.com, and you can find me on Twitter and all of those places. Just look up Donna Sugars, two Gs and a Z, honey, just like Liza. All right, and then uh, Romo, if you would, please. Uh, You can catch me here live at Pride 48 every Thursday night at 8 p.m. You can also check out my website, www.podcups.net, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Podcups. 
All right. And, of course, I'm Anthony. You can check out all the information of This Week of Gay at thisweekofgay.com. Please donate to our server funds or donate to any of these wonderful other contributions on the website. And that being said, thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time on This Week of Gay. Now stay tuned for The Gay Country Boy with Wes and his pals. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.